Hey guys, it's Ed and I'm coming to you from the Drunk Gossip Studios here in New York City. So, this is a really big, or was a really big, week for TV. They have what they call the upfronts, which is where um, TV networks and conglomerates roll out their plans for the, um, the coming TV season. Now, a lot of times, um, what'll happen is the network that has, like, the big breakout hit or, um, the biggest show on TV or the biggest show on TV or, um, their highest rated show will be trotted out. Um, ABC will typically, um, bring out... Jimmy Kimmel, last year before the Roseanne controversy, um, she was actually this, she and this, her sitcom were actually the centerpiece. Um, this year, it was back to um, Jimmy Kimmel, and Dis- um, Disney, for their part, um, kept it really mute, um, but I did pick up some good gossip when I was out by their upfronts this week. We're gonna get to that in a second. So, some ABC shows that were canceled that you love, or you might have loved. Um, there really weren't, and this is gonna be a trend throughout um, this whole process. There's not really a lot of um, sh- shows that were beloved that were canceled. Um, um, the Fix was canceled. For the People was canceled. Um, For the People is one of Shonda was a Shondaland show. Um, they could be trying to clear clean house with the Shondaland shows. Um. Grey's Anatomy, of course, is their top-rated series, so they're not going to get rid of that. And Station 19 is a spinoff, so they're not going to get rid of that. However, How to Get Away with Murder, which was um, renewed, um, but people are expecting that they're going to announce that this is the last season soon. Um, And one of the tidbits I did hear was that um, with the ratings being what they are, and um, Viola Davis not coming cheap, a, a final season is in order, um, and they didn't want to just leave the fans with that big cliffhanger. Um, so the so season six is probably going to be the last, according to sources. Um, who, who actually do know something about what's happening because they, not only were they at the upfront, um, but they were Disney employees, Disney slash ABC employees. Um, so for the people was canceled. Um, I think that's, Speechless, speechless was canceled, and what I'm hearing is that um, it came down to a coin toss between 
speechless and fresh off the boat. And the deciding factor was longevity. Um, Because they were both in-house productions. But Fresh Off the Boat has six seasons, or will have six seasons. And it's very likely that, again, um, this coming season will be its last. Most most um, contracts are for five or six years. And um, what, what usually happens is if a show is a big breakout hit, the cast can renegotiate. Um, but given that, given the controversy surrounding Fresh Off the Boat right now with Constance, Constance Wu um, not being pleased that her show was picked up for another season, I, I'm imagining that there are some very tough conversations happening with producers about um, potentially making this the final season. Um, you know, and that's just kind of one of those things. So for ABC, one of the, one of the big things that they were touting is The Commerce is the number one new sitcom of this, of this past season. And as such, they wanted to try and get as much um, as many episodes as I can for the second season of the show. So, uh, right now they're negotiating with Lori Metcalf. She's fully expected to sign on, um, for the additional episodes. Um, it's just going to be more about working around her schedule and allowing her to do the movies. And one of the things that people were buzzing about is how they're willing to bend over backwards for Laurie Metcalf. Metcalf, sorry. Um, but there's some issues with Constance Wu. And I think that the explanation I heard was the best. Laurie Metcalf is a, a, a legacy um, star for the network. She's an Oscar winner. And frankly, she doesn't need the Connors. The Connors need her. Um, and, and that's really what this all boils down to. Without Lori, John Goodman, and Sir Gilbert, the whole show would fall apart. If, if any one of those three were missing, the entire show would fall apart. Um, and another bit of gossip that I was that I picked up on is that the um in addition to um the Connors being picked up for a super size the execs at Disney are applying a little bit of pressure to producers to bring Katie Seagal back to the Connors and expand her role a little bit it makes perfect sense. She was the first woman to express interest in Dan um, after Roseanne died. And she and John Goodman have a very easy chemistry. Um, and it, part of the reason why they want this is 
they're currently working on a new sitcom um, with Katie Seagal in the title role. Um, it didn't. It didn't get a serious pickup, but they're so high on the concept, and they um, love Katie Seagal so much that they're trying to keep her in the fold. One of the ways they can do that is by making sure she has consistent work, and she doesn't get upset and leave and sign on to another show. Um. So that's what's happening there. Um, my guess is her, her new sitcom should be retooled and reworked. Um, it may debut mid-season, but, um, I'm gonna go ahead and venture a guess that it's actually going to, um, it's gonna take them a little bit longer than that, and we'll be hearing about a series pickup this time next year. For the 2020-21 season. Um, and. I know the segment is going long. These are, will all go long. And I'm very sorry about that. Um, but I want to share all the, the. The the juice that. I hear for, um, for you guys. Um, and we've talked about this part before. But I just want to. Kind of reiterate. Um, what I heard, because now I'm getting a little bit more information um, coming in. So, The View is coming back for a new season. Um, As of right now, as of what I've heard, um, there's no last minute, there could still be a last minute cancellation, rather. Um, But it's not very likely... Right now, the the biggest thing that they're trying to do is secure Whoopi Goldberg for another year. At this point, she only signs yearly deals. That way, if she decides she really does want out or if she really does want to quit, um, she has that option. But there's a little bit of intrigue going on with Meghan McCain. I hear producers really want her out, um, but their hands are kind of tied right now. Um, with Abby Huntsman going on maternity leave. She's expected to be back um, before the fall season, or the new season in the fall, however you want to word that. Um, And basically what they're doing right now is they're going to be testing new co-hosts while Abby is out. Um, to replace Megan McCain. Um, from what my sources told me today, there's there's a good chance that Megan will make it into the fall. Um, but don't expect her to hang around for the entire season. Um, what the what my sources are telling me is. Um, just as I said, um, just as I heard before, producers are really tired of her. They're tired of her on-air tantrums. Um, Her attacking Joy is not okay. Um, And they feel like she's trying to make it it the Meghan McCain show. 
Um, and so she does last until fall. What they're predicting, or what they're saying is, basically it's going to come down to exactly um, what happened with uh, Jedediah Bila. And that um, they're still negotiating with the new, the new co-host. Um, one of the things, and I told this to Will at one point, um, Elizabeth Hasselbeck had a Q rating so low that she was actually sent to talk show host training, which I didn't know was a thing. I really didn't, but I love it. I love that so much. I love that that's a real thing. Um, and I've heard that uh, they they want Megan McCain to go. Um, so far, she is, from what I've heard, she has not gone. Um, or if she has, it just hasn't stuck. So, again, I, you know... This is a story that I've been following since the very beginning. I broke the exclusive. Um, We're going to keep following it as we get more and more information coming out. Um, And this time, there really doesn't appear to be any palace intrigue with with the panel being shaken up. This really seems to be more of a Megan shooting herself in the foot. Um, and one other note before I go, I'm hearing very strong buzz, or there was very strong buzz from the upfronts that all my children and one life to live are really highly being considered um, for a reboot. Now, there's no word yet on whether they would come back as a half-hour show or um, an hour show, whether they would be two separate shows or somehow combined into one big show. Um, but it, I'm hearing that the, it, there's some early-stage talk. Um, I'm hearing that there have been some... Um, I don't know, outreach to some of the stars of the, uh, of the shows to check their interest in returning. Um, and at this point in time, and I just want to re- reiterate that this could change, um, but what my sources told me tonight... Uh, let me rephrase that. What my sources told me this week... Um, is that um, Disney wants to be back in the soap business. They believe that they're, not only is there an audience, but there's money to be made from them. Um, basically what they want to do right now is find a way to produce them. Um, and what my source said is she doesn't think that they're going to end up on network. She thinks that they're going to end up on Hulu. Um, when I brought up Disney Plus, she said no. Um, that's going to be the more family-friendly content. 
there might be some adult um, shows or some shows more geared towards adult, but um, with Disney now owning um, the majority of Hulu and taking control of Comcast's shares, um, they are, at this point, they're... um, they're considering launching both shows on Hulu and giving them time to build an audience. Again, this is a developing story. Um, I'm going to stay on top of it and I'm going to feel out the soap world to see what they're hearing. But for right now, I've been talking for more than 15 minutes and I really need something to drink. So I'm going to go and I will be right back. And I'm back. So, CBS up front. And I realize I'm, I'm only talking about the canceled shows. Um, but these are the shows that it seems like everyone cares about. Um, and if I have any good tidbits, of course, I'm stopping and talking about um, along the way. So... Let's talk about shows that CBS has canceled. Um, The Big Bang Theory, of course, came to an end um, because Jim Parsons, um, while Warner Brothers and CBS were negotiating um, a renewal for season 13, Jim Parsons decided to let them know that he was not interested uh, in continuing on past um, season 12. And what I'm hearing and what sources are telling me is that this this was in no way a diva move by Jim. None of the cast is really pissed at him. Um, in fact, here's like a little mini blind item. Um, in fact, at least one of Jim Parsons' co-stars was actually having the same thoughts as he was about not continuing on. But was afraid to say anything because they didn't want to upset the apple cart and have everyone be mad at them. And was secretly relieved when Jim Parsons said, hey, I'm sorry guys, but I'm done. Um... And I'm, at that, I want you guys to at me, at author Ed A on Twitter, at author Ed Anderson on Facebook and Instagram. Let me know who you think it is. I will reveal this at some point. Just remind me. Um, so, um, you know, Chuck Lorre went to CBS and said, hey, look, sorry, Jim doesn't want to do this anymore. And it doesn't make sense to continue on without him. You can't have the Big Bang Theory without Sheldon. And the rest, as they say, is TV history. Um, Cold Black was officially canceled. Now, it was actually canceled last May. But... CBS kept playing with them and said, hey, we really want to bring the show back. 
we just have to figure out how we can do it in a more affordable way. Um, and in a way that actually makes sense for our business model. And there were some talks about it going to CBS All Access. Um, there was talk about it having a summer run. Um, there was talk about about them producing shorter seasons with um, one main arc. But at the end of the day, it just didn't work out. Um, the financials just weren't there to support keeping the show going. Uh, Criminal Minds was renewed for the, for a final season. Elementary was officially canceled. Um, that one was a little bit of a shocker. Yes, ratings have been declining, but the time slot has moved four or five times in the seven-season history. Um, and now it's not even starting until summer. Um, and it, the real head scratcher here is this was it was CBS owned, um, and it was a really big international seller, which is what makes it so odd that they would cancel it. To you know the ratings aren't horrible. Um, the only thing I can think of is on most of their on most of the um, mystery or cop shows on CBS, you can kind of swap out the stars. But with Elementary, you need Lucy Liu and Johnny Lee Miller because um, the show is literally about Sherlock Holmes and Watson. So. Um, with their contracts um, getting ready to expire, my guess is they didn't want to renegotiate and and pay them more money than what they really foresaw um, making from the show. Um, Fam was officially canceled. Happy Together was officially canceled, which means um, Damon Wayans and Damon Wayans Jr., father and son, both had shows that were canceled this year on different networks. I, I feel like there's some sort of history, um, or like this is a big um, thing, but no one's talking about it. <laughs> um, Life in Pieces was canceled. And again, what I'm hearing about that is it really came down to financials for Life in Pieces. Um, they got four seasons in, um, but the ratings were declining. And last season, it was a last-minute renewal when some of their comedy bits, uh, when some of the other comedy shows um, failed to um, take off in a big way. Um, and with... Oh, I cannot remember. It was that stupid Kevin James show um, that killed off the wife in season two and just saw the ratings plummet. Um, If that hadn't happened, if the ratings had stayed somewhat normal or um, at least leveled out at at an okay level... Life in Pieces was supposed to end last year, according to my sources. 
um, because it's, it's a big ensemble, um, and it was very expensive to to produce. Um, and it, the, what they were hoping for was, CBS was hoping for their own Modern Family, but they ended up more with a. Um, I, I don't even know what sitcom to compare it to, to be honest. Um, they, they, they just ended up with a show, while critically beloved, never really... After the first season, which was the number two comedy um, behind only The Big Bang Theory, um, it never really recovered after losing the, the cushy post-Big Bang time slot. Um, Madam Secretary is going in, um, was renewed for season six, but is, um, that's going to be the final season. I'm hearing that there's a possibility of a spinoff, um, um, potentially titled Madam President, um, but that's only a rumor for right now. Um, and I'm hearing... That quite like the um, the good fight. If a Madam President series happens, it it'll happen over on CBS All Access. It will not happen on CBS. Uh, I'm not sure of the reason for that. Um, I'm gonna venture a guess. Um, that the the chances of renewal are much better over there. Um, because they don't depend on ratings. Uh, but again, that's just my guess. Um, and it could be, it honestly could be a network dictated thing. Um, Murphy Brown was canceled. And with this, I'm hearing that there's a chance that it could be revived again. Um, again, over on CBS All Access. It just depends on what the cast and crew want to do. I hear... um, Originally, this was supposed to be a one-shot that kind of turned into something completely different. Um, I know Diane English would love to to continue doing the show, but it's very expensive. Um, The ratings didn't justify a renewal. Um... But again, they were they were trying to build a sitcom based around a seventy-two-year-old character. I just don't see how they thought that that was a good idea, or if that was going to um, produce something that was going to be highly rated in the coveted demo. Um, and this is coming from someone who actually loved the reboot. I love the original series and I love the reboot. Um, so, again, I, what I'm hearing is a potential second season over on CBS All Access, but it, right now that's just going to depend on um, if the cast wants to do it again, if they can get the crew back together. Um, and I'm, 
what I what I've heard is originally they had wanted to do the show only on CBS All Access. Um, I don't know if that's true or not, but um, I can definitely see that being the case because they would have had much more creative um, freedom. Um, the red line was canceled. Um, and World's Best is unofficially canceled. So, let's talk CBS Daytime. And all of daytime, CBS Daytime is the most stable, bar none. Um, you look at um, you, the Young and the Restless, um, there's been some shakeups, and I hear that they're finally kind of getting settled in. They're happier with the direction of the show. Um, Mel Young, who was the executive producer and head writer, was trying to force his vision onto the show and trying to bring a little bit of the British flavor soaps over here. And I think that would have worked um, a little bit better on a different show. The, the Young and the Restless is very conservative. It's very old school in its storytelling. Um, and Angela Shapiro, who is the CBS daytime president, was tired of seeing the ratings go down, especially on the crown jewel of soaps. Um, so she talked with Sony, and they they agreed that Mel Young had to go. Um, so his his termination was, according to my sources, was very much um, a, a partnership. It was made it in. I'm trying to think of the way to say this. Um, it was made in in connection with one another. Uh, between studio and network. Uh, I'm hearing that um, they're going to go back to a more traditional format. Um, you know, it's not going to be Rush 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 anymore. They're going to go back to the more um, slow-paced storytelling that made them the Daytime's number one show for so long. And the stars are happier. I'm hearing Eric Braden was very, very um, unhappy. And rumor has it, according to quite a few of my sources, he was ready to walk. Um, Same thing with Melody Thomas-Scott. And and fans were already tired of losing their favorites. Like... um, I cannot remember her name, but she played Hillary. Um, that was a big blow. Um, Hunter King was coming and going at will. And fans were like, how are we supposed to get invested in this story? Um, so, you know, that's kind of... They're, they're trying to bring stability back there. Uh, the Bold and Beautiful is the number one soap opera in the entire world. It's the most watched um, 
And Brad Bell, even though people really don't like him, he generally has a sense of what his fans want. And if the storyline's not working, he can cut it faster than most showrunners. Um, I'm hearing there's a little little intrigue with the Thornry cast. Um, I'm, I'm starting to hear from my sources that Ingo Rademacher was brought on not because um, Windsor Harmon wasn't available, but because the network wanted to be in business with Ingo and was trying very hard to keep him from um, going back over to General Hospital, especially since he had a recurring arc over on Hawaii Five-0. Um, Ingo didn't want to sign on to another soap opera, though, but eventually agreed um, for a one-year contract. Um, the talk, we've done a deep dive into this. Um, there's a lot of shakeups going on right now. Julie Chen left at the beginning of the season. Sarah Gilbert is leaving at the end of the season. Um, Carrie Ann Nava replaced Julie Chen. Marie Osmond is replacing Sarah Gilbert. Um, I'm hearing what they're. I'm hearing what they they're hoping for is to start to replicate the success of the View. Um, by by pivoting away from politics, though, um, they've according to higher ups or according to sources, higher ups were really starting to get a little agitated with the more political bent that was starting to take shape on the talk. And while while that's fine and it's fine and dandy. And it, it works very well for The View because the co-hosts, especially um, Whoopi Goldberg and Joy Behar, have been doing it so long. They know how to pivot from hardcore politics to pop culture news to doing the sweet, um, the sweet, um, you know... Typical daytime interview. Whereas the hostesses on the talk weren't quite as gracious in their in their pivots and um, CBS doesn't want um, the talk to be a news show. They want it to be an entertainment show. So I'm hearing that um, that was part of the reason why they went with Marie Osmond. Um, and if, if the show does continue down the politic avenue, um, they at least have a conservative voice, a, a natural conservative voice, um, and not one of the blowhards like Elizabeth Hasselbeck or Meghan McCain. Um, 
who will follow the party line or who will repeat the talking points that Fox News puts out. Um, And the game shows, they're very happy with Let's Make a Deal and... um, And the price is right. So, I'm going to go and take a break, and I will be right back. And I'm back. So, we're going to talk about the CW. Now, one of the things I do need to say is, I well, I have some sources. I don't have a lot of sources for the CW. Um, mostly because... I've I've not really worked on making those connections like I should. Um, But the little bit of, the few tidbits that I did pick up, I'm more than happy to share. Um, So this might be the shortest segment so far in this episode. Um, We're going to go through shows that, well, first of all, no show was actually canceled by the CW this year. Everything was actually picked up. Um, And again, they, the CW is really stressing the 52-week um, scheduling. So they have way more than enough room. So I, I'm hearing there, were, there was some very vague talk um, that Star could end up on the CW, but don't comment on that. Um, I, I would count more on Star either landing with Netflix or Hulu if it's to continue. Um, only be, And here's the thing. It, the only reason why I'm saying that is because the CW doesn't generally go outside of Warner Brothers or CBS Studios um, to find their product. They may have like an odd show here or there. Um, but I don't, I really don't believe that they, they buy very many shows from outside studios. Um, so Arrow was renewed for a very short final season. And I'm hearing, uh, there's actually a lot that I'm hearing about this. First and foremost, I hear Stephen Amell actually talk to producers way ahead of time and said, hey guys, I'm done. I, after this season, I'm not going to sign on again. And the producers were very, very nice about it. They said, all right, cool. Thank you so much. And they had said about writing him off. Now, it seems counterintuitive since he plays the titular Arrow. But in the comic books, there's, there are so, several Arrows. So what I hear, they were, getting, they were trying to find the perfect fit to take over as the title character. And um, what they landed on is... Well, they they could very well do this. They would prefer not to. And they went back to Stephen and said, "Hey, how about we do a final season?" 
Um, they talked to Greg Berlanti, who um, is in charge of the quote-unquote Arrowverse, and then talked to the CW and said, Stephen wants to leave, whatever. And they agreed to a very, like I said, very short, only 10 episodes. Um, I'm also hearing that they are in the very early stages of putting together a spinoff um, based around Oliver Queen's children. And, you know, I don't, I don't know quite a lot about, uh, um, about what the specifics of this are, but I hear that the CW is very interested in keeping the Arrow franchise alive, um, especially for the yearly crossover events, um, and Stephen Amell said that he was more than willing um, to show up and do the crossover, to do the crossover shows with, with the rest of the gang. He just doesn't want to carry a twenty-two episode um, show anymore, which is fair. It's very fair. Um, The Crazy Ex-Girlfriend ended um, this year. They're, they're looking to make it into a stage show. Um, and they, they already have an idea for a reboot, which I thought was interesting. Um, obviously, that's not going to happen anytime soon. But the fact that they're already putting it out there that they have an idea, I thought was kind of cool. Um, iZombie is finishing its run this year. Uh, Jane the Virgin is is ending this year. Um, and there was supposed to be a spinoff called Jane the Novella. That's not going forward at the CW, or it seems um, going forward at all. Although, um, with Jane the Novella, I hear that there was some interest on Netflix's part um, because the cast had really big names like Marsha, Marsha Cross, um, Hunter Parrish, um, Gina Rodriguez was going to narrate and be an executive producer, and they have a long relationship with her. Um, she plays their Carmen San Diego now, so I'm. I'm hearing that there there are very preliminary talks about Jane the Novella moving over to um, Netflix. And one of the great things about that is, yes, Netflix has a tendency to cancel their shows after two or three seasons. But in this case, what I'm hearing is they want to, they really badly want to launch an anthology series. Um... A, a true anthology series, not like The Politician, which is going to take um, place in different stages of the main character's life. Um, but I hear that they really, they're really trying to find a a true anthology series, which is what Jane Novella would be, 
Um, so there, there's a very good chance that um, that universe will live on in some capacity. Um, and then supernatural. For, for a very long time, we've heard that the show would continue on for as long as, quote-unquote, the boys, um, Jensen Ackles and Jared Pedadecki, wanted to do it. And I'm hearing, basically what happened here is the, quote-unquote, boys decided that they didn't want to do it anymore. Um, the episode count had been reduced... Um, so they could spend more time with their families. And it just wasn't, it frankly wasn't enough. Um, you know, I, I haven't heard of there being any bad blood or anything of that sort. Um, in fact, that seemed to be one of the happiest sets around. Um, and my sources say that execs at the CW tried, but just like Jim Parsons, um, they just, you know, once their decision was made, it was made. Um... Um, so, you know, I know people were hoping for some, some big fallout or some big scandal, but I just don't think that that's who those, those guys are. Um, and the other one seemed to want to jump right into another TV show right away. Um... That being said, don't be surprised when they become two of the hottest and most soft actors when their um, when their shows or when their contracts are completed. Um, also, don't look for a reboot of Supernatural for at least I'm hearing at least ten years. Um, Supernatural, of course, has lived through two networks. Um, I believe this is... um, That's the last show that the CW shared with the WB. Um, Um... I'm looking up what the original network was. This is why I get yelled at by Will Guys. Yeah, it was the WB. It actually started on the in the WB's last season. Um, but so it's basically just been a CW show since then. Um, but what my sources told me is, while. While um, network execs loved it, and everyone's very happy with the long run that it had, 
um, everyone's also burnt out. And they want to they give everyone a chance to spread their wings and see where they end up. And bets are being placed right now that Jensen Ackles ends up on a CBS cop, show, cop type of show. And Jared Padadecki ends up over on like an ABC soapy kind of show. If they even return to TV. Um, so... There's that. I hope you guys are happy that there was no big falling out or scandal involving Supernatural. And you can breathe a little bit easier that you're, that the, the quote-unquote brothers are still very, very tight. Um, CW doesn't really have a daytime lineup per se. Um... I mean, they do, but it's mostly syndication stuff. Um, they have reruns of the Jerry Springer show. I believe Judge Jerry, the new Jerry Springer courtroom show, is going to air on the CW. Um, they really want to be in the Jerry Springer business. Um, what I've heard about the reason why they ended the show is Jerry Springer, because he had been at it for so long, was making... He was still making... The kind of money he was making in the 90s when his show was at, at its height. Um, he hadn't really taken a, a significant pay cut in many years. And the show was just so expensive um, to produce. That it was, it was actually more cost effective for them to buy the repeats than for them to produce the new shows. Um... I hear everyone's really excited about Jerry entering the court, uh, the courtroom um, type of show category, and they're expecting him to. They're expecting him to kind of blow everyone else out of the water in terms of ratings. Um, they don't expect him to win any Emmys. They don't expect him to. Um, reinvent the will, so to speak. Um, what I'm hearing very strongly is that if if the show is a, a success, they are hoping to turn this into a Judge Judy type of situation where he will create spinoffs of his show and um be rewarded handsomely for it. So, there is that. And I'm going to go and I will be right back. And I'm back. So now we're turning our attention to the Fox Upfronts. Um, and you might hear some tidbits that you heard yesterday in the, uh, in the blind item episode from yesterday. Um, but there's some, there's also going to be some fresh takes. So, um, let's talk about what's been canceled. Um, the Cool Kids with Vicki Lawrence and Leslie Jordan. This was never going to be a show that actually made it on network TV if they had sent it to Netflix or if there had been like a Netflix streaming deal in place to keep the cost down, then I could have seen it going for a few years. 
um, just like Grace and Frankie. But um, basically what happened here was they were experimenting. Um, They wanted to see what happened with the Murphy Brown reboot. That way, you know, if it was a big, massive hit and advertisers um, suddenly realized that old people have more disposable income than the young people do, they wouldn't be accused of being on the bandwagon. Because there's no way they ever thought that this was a suitable companion series for Last Man Standing. I'm sorry, you can sell that shit to me all you want, but I'm not buying it. Um, you know, it, the, all the actors seemed like they were having fun. I think they were kind of hoping for a, like a Golden Girls type of situation. The problem is, the Golden Girls and Sex in the City and The Big Bang Theory were lightning in a bottle. They're not... You know, you can't force that sort of thing to happen. Um, Empire was renewed, but it's going to its final season. The Gifted was canceled. And I, I'm hearing the reason why The Gifted was canceled is because there was no incentive for Fox to keep it going. Ratings weren't that great. Um, and it was a big international seller. But... Since Disney now owns um, 20th Century Fox um, Television Studio, there was no reason for them to keep. There was no reason for them to keep the show going. Um, Gotham was officially canceled, um, but we knew that going into the season, um, and it's very, very likely that Ben McKenzie. Uh, played a huge part in that because it, it's believed that he didn't want to keep playing Jim Gordon and allegedly he had asked to be released from his contract sometime around season three or four. Um, Lethal Weapon was canceled uh, and that has, despite what people are saying, it really does have everything to do with Damon Land's um, Fox actually wanted to keep it going. Warner Brothers wanted to keep it going. But ultimately, um, they, Damon Wayne saying that he, he was going to quit after the initial 13 episode order for this season was enough to make everyone a little bit gun shy about going into a season four. Um, I have heard that they're trying to shop the series to um, a streaming outlet where the episode orders are much shorter. Um, I'm also hearing that there's a very big chance that um, if if they do get picked up, they will force they will enforce Stephen Wayne's contract. But, right now, that's just hearsay. Uh, Love Connection was canceled. Um, and the word on the street from my sources is that part of the reason why Love Connection was canceled is Andy Cohen was just not the right host for it. Um, 
people thought that it should have been um, someone more like Anderson Cooper, who's not as out there, you know, not as outrageous or um, and a little bit filthy. Um, they think that it's that the premise of the show is is silly enough that it you know you didn't need to add in the Andy Cohen of it all. Um, but my and this is actually surprises me because I've not heard very many good things about Andy Cohen. But my sources tell me he was actually a delight to work with, and very easygoing, and was actually very disappointed by. Um, the show not being picked up and he allegedly he was trying to bring it over to Bravo to no avail Um, the passage with Mark Paul Gossler was cancelled Mark Paul Gossler can't seem to keep a show Um, um, but there's a little bit of intrigue with this one. Um, what I'm hearing is the reason why the passage was canceled is because in order to keep Dan Fogelman happy, Dan Fogelman, of course, created This Is Us, um, they are Disney, who now owns 20th Century um, TV Productions, is going to bring back his one of his most beloved shows. And when I say his beloved show, I mean he loved it so much. He was really upset when it was canceled after its initial season. Um, what I'm hearing is they're actually going to bring uh, Pitch back and put it on the streaming service. And they wanted Mark Paul Gossler to be free for that. And that is why the passage is canceled. Um, but again, this is all going to be under the guise of, oh, we just had to make room because we don't have as many available time slots. That's hooey because in the same breath, they're also touting that they're scheduling 52 weeks a year. So please explain how you're scheduling 52 weeks a year, but you don't have enough time slots for some of these shows. Um, Proven Innocent was canceled. That was DOA. They put it on Friday nights after comedies. This is a really serious drama. Um, I don't think that they ever really wanted to put it on air, to be honest, because they literally gave it the worst time slot ever and just watched it die. Uh, Rel was canceled. And, of course, Star was canceled. And, as we heard yesterday, Fox is really trying to distance themselves from Lee Daniels, and Lee Daniels is trying to distance himself from the shows. So, the whole Jesse Smollett thing is really uh, affecting people that aren't even connected to him. And, you know, some people are like, oh, you're exaggerating. But I'm not. Like, there was a crossover episode, but the two shows really stood on their own. Um, 
and outside of some creative DNA, they didn't share very much in common, other than being, you know, musical shows created and executive produced by the same man. But with... Uh, with Lee, Lee, Fox being mad at Lee Daniels over the Justice Smollett thing, that was, that was really hard for them to get over. And... Maybe you don't really ever get over that. Um, I don't know. But... Uh, what I'm hearing... What my sources are telling me... And this has almost been confirmed by quite a few people, um, all with intimate knowledge of the inner workings, is they did not extend his option just to be nice or just to avoid a legal fight. Um, Certainly, the legal fight was part of the reason why they did um, you know, no one wants to fight. No one wants to. No one wants to deal with all of that. But what I'm hearing is that they actually picked it up. Um, the the season is going to be twenty episodes long. So Jesse probably won't be in the first four, maybe five episodes. But I'm hearing that um, they plan on writing him in um, at least for some episodes. Not only to get their money's worth, but to give the fans a chance to say goodbye. Since Empire is ending, you don't want... If the actor's available... And you don't have a reason not to put them on the air. And technically at this point, I know I'm going to piss a lot of people off with saying this, but they don't have a reason to keep Jesse off the show. At this point, he has been exonerated. Um, Unlike Donald Trump. (laughs) No, but seriously, Jesse really has been exonerated. Um, There's no charges being pressed against him at this time. Um, you know, there's... At, at, also at this time, there's... Um, legally speaking, he might still be under, under an FBI investigation, but it's not likely that anything's going to come of that. No matter how much Trump and everyone else tries to make it. So, there's no reason why he can't come back um, and, and do an arc to end the show. And, you know, if he never works again, he never works again. And hopefully he saved his money. But don't really don't be surprised when he shows up because he will be on he will be showing up. Um, every single source I spoke with all said, yeah, they're not throwing they're not just throwing money at him. They're not just you know 
they're not they're not nice people who are like, oh, here you go, honey. Have at it. Enjoy yourself. Um, that's not who network executives are. Um, so, Fox Daytime, they don't, unlike ABC, NBC, and CBS, they don't have a soap opera, although, um, I have heard, at least one source told me, that they are open to the possibility of launching a soap if they hear the right pitch. Um, they've heard a couple and none of them have, have um, sparked. None of it has sparked to them. Um, so they're, they're sticking to the courtroom shows and the... And, the talk shows. Um, and to that end, um, RuPaul is getting a test run for a hopeful launch sometime this fall. Um, Jerry O'Connell is getting a test run again for a hopeful launch in the fall. And Fox has actually been very, very good about this. Um, they started doing these test runs usually three or four weeks. Um, and depending on how strong the ratings, um, that'll dictate when the actual talk show will launch. Um, Wendy Williams was part of this test run. Um, 10 years ago, and she's still going strong. Um, of the... Of the current crop... Of the current crop of... Um, potential talk show hosts, well, I'm hearing that Jerry O'Connell probably has the best chance at um, going and making it to getting a first full season. Um, I hear RuPaul is decent, but can come off as kind of abrasive at times. And in the daytime format, um, that doesn't really work. And if, if you don't believe me, um, look at making Kelly. Um, you know, we all see how that ended. And speaking of ending, I need to take a break. So I'm going to go and I'll be right back. And I'm back. And we saved the last um, for... Uh, we saved the best for last. I don't know what is wrong with my brain. Um, like, I don't know why I just completely blanked out on that. Um, so NBC ended the season as the number one broadcast for, like, the sixth year in a row. Um, but again, you know, you look at some of these numbers and you wonder how that's even possible. Because the hit shows nowadays 
are their highs are what were getting shows canceled five years ago. I've I've said that before. I'm going to continue to say it, um, just because it's it, it's not only true but it's really disheartening. Um, some of the shows that were canceled were um, well, Blind Spot was renewed. Um, for a final season, which I thought was really cool of them to do to kind of give that, give fans that little bow at the end of a, of the show. Um, there, um, Marlon was canceled. Revere was canceled. Timeless was canceled. Trial and Error was canceled. Um, I feel like I'm missing one, but um, with those shows, um, there was really no incentive for the for the network to keep them going. Trial and Error had um, had attained cult status, but wasn't attracting um, the numbers to justify its licensing fee or the kind of award attention that would have normally kept it going. Um, one of the things that th- kept 30 Rock going for so long, I mean, the, re- the ratings were decent, but uh, when you put that to the side and you put to the side that NBC owned the show, it was an awards darling. It, may, uh, it, it won Emmys every year. And the... It came at a time when broadcast was really hurting for prestige. Um, that had been taken over by HBO and Showtime and Netflix. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, so there was really no intrigue with with the canceled shows. However, NBC seems to be cutting ties with Steve Harvey. Um, Little Big Shots, a show he has hosted and co-created with Ellen, has replaced him with Melissa McCarthy as host. Um, uh, And this is on top of them taking his time slot, uh, his talk show's time slot, and giving it to Kelly Clarkson. And I, I hate to be the one to mention this, um, but I'm totally going to. It's really interesting that he was replaced by two white women. Um, in both instances, he was replaced by uh, white women. Um, and not only white women, but white women who are beloved. Um, Kelly Clarkson can really do no wrong. And Melissa McCarthy is on a roll right now. They're going to be retooling Little Big Shots a little bit to better suit Melissa McCarthy's personality. Um, but that would, you know, that's completely expected. Um, so some of the, and we're going to talk a little bit more about the intrigue with with Steve Harvey and whatnot in a in a couple minutes. Um, but right now, the intrigue with 
NBC schedule is are is twofold. One, there were some shows that weren't renewed or canceled, um, like AP Bio and Abby's. Um, the enemy within a village. They said that no decision had been made because the shows are still airing and they're still checking out um, the ratings. What my sources are telling me is something completely different and decisions have been made. Um, of, of those, almost none of them are expected to come back. If one is to get a reprieve... It'll be Abby's because it is much cheaper to produce um, than the rest of them. And network execs are very high on the concept. They're very high on the cast. And they, what it really could come down to is if it can land some Emmy nominations. That's not likely given the critical reception. But if they can break through in a, in a big way... Um, with like a best comedy or a best um, best actress or best actor um, that will secure a renewal for them. If not, expect the cancellations to come shortly before or after their finales. Um, and what my sources told me is producers are all pretty aware of um, the renewal chances and have been told to to wrap up um, any ongoing storylines. Now, that's that's not usual. Um, when it comes to upfronts, the networks in the past have been very brutal. Um, a few years back, uh, Two Broke Girls was still airing when it was canceled. Um, of course, that was CBS, not NBC, but um, the point still remains. Um, and that was a legacy show for, for the network. It was um, six seasons in, and it had bounced all around um, the schedule. And was really consistent in the ratings. So the fact that the, at least NBC is holding back a little bit and not renewing or canceling these shows um, either suggests that they're, they're scared of what their new product looks like or... They're worried about creating um, a fan backlash, like when they canceled Timeless, and they don't want to be inundated with um, fans accosting them, trying to get them to bring back a show. And, and the other little bit of intrigue that's happening right now with NBC is that they're holding back some of their biggest comedies, or their biggest shows, really, until next season, or until mid-season. 
um, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, which premiered um, mid-season this year. Um, Will and Grace, which in its entire history has always launched in the fall. Um, will both premiere um, sometime next um, next year in 2020. Um, and some people are wondering why. What my sources are telling me is the one um, Grace cast are all busy with other projects. And so they're trying to give them time. Um, when I asked if the show was being canceled or if this was being thought of as a final season, they said as long as the Fab Four want to keep doing it and they keep pulling in decent ratings, everything's cool. Um, so what they're saying right now is that no, this doesn't have anything to do with the ratings. They're, they're pleased. They wish that they were higher. Of course, it's an expensive show. But they own it and they can sell it um, into syndication with um, the older episodes. So that's not a big concern for them. You know, they're not losing money on Will and Grace. Just like they're not losing money on Brooklyn Nine-Nine. So what they, say, what they said is it will always fall down to if um, Eric McCormick, Deborah Messing... Megan Mullally and Sean Hayes want to keep doing it or not. If if they decide that they don't want to do it anymore, um, they will end the show, um, and they will make sure that the fans get a um, satisfactory conclusion. Since it's not likely that there will be another reboot coming up. Um, and one of my sources also said, you know, to think about it this way, they'll be coming back when we're in the middle of an election year. And what they're hoping for is to capitalize on that because the highest rated episodes of the revival so far have been politically tinged. So there's a very big chance that what they're hoping for is um, is for them to be able to hold on to the to that and watch the ratings grow a little bit. Um, freshman breakout for them manifest is also being held. And they said that it's the same thing with Brooklyn Nine-Nine and Will and Grace. The show is very heavily serialized, and they want to run it with less repeats or and less interruptions. Um, so there's there's a bit very big chance that what they're hoping for here is just the. Pull off the pedal a little and let these shows run um, concurrently without having to take a break every so often. Um, and what they noticed with Will and Grace especially, because it was, I think, yeah, that was the only show on when they had the Winter Olympics. Um, 
there was a huge chunk of like two weeks of time where the show came back from hiatus, aired an episode, maybe two, and then went right back on hiatus because of the Winter Olympics, and that really screwed with the ratings. So, what they're hoping for is to ease out of that. They have 18 episodes of Will and Grace, I believe 18 episodes of Brooklyn Nine-Nine, and 13 or 14 episodes of uh, Manifest. And let's talk NBC Daytime. So, we all know that NBC stations generally carry Ellen. It's the number one talk show for this group. Um, It comes from Warner Brothers, but NBC has really nurtured it and really made sure um, that the show has been successful. And as you you know as we look at it the show that follows Ellen usually gets a, a pretty decent boost um and for a long time the companion show was the Steve Harvey show again it wasn't owned by NBC um but they were the distributor so they were still making money on it and What they finally decided is, hey, we need to launch a talk show um, where we are making all the money, not just some of it. So they went to Kelly Clarkson and said, hey, you know, people love you. You want a more stable job? Like, you want to be home with the kids, whatever? Why don't you do a talk show with us? Kelly signed on. And, and we talked about this on the show some months back where they, they announced that they were pulling Steve Harvey's new talk show. See, there was, um, there was a Steve Harvey show and then there was Steve. They're pulling um, the new talk show, Steve, because it wasn't pulling the same ratings. It, you know, people really didn't care for it that much. And they're going to debut the Kelly Clarkson show as lead out from Ellen. Now, it's been quite some time since... Excuse me. It's been quite some time since a new talk show launched successfully. And the hope here is that Kelly Clarkson... Is a big enough celebrity that she can do this, but she's not so big that, you know, she's going to command what they call Katie Kirk money. When Katie Kirk signed on with ABC for her talk show, she was getting um, something like $20 million a year, and that was a lot. Um... <laughs> And in a way, it was a much like Ellen. You know, everyone knew who Ellen was. Um, she's an icon. She's a legend for coming out. But it had been a while since she had worked. 
And when, so when she launched her talk show, it really felt natural for her. And the people, my sources who have seen um, Kelly's pilot and have seen her at work on the talk show say they expect this to be a big breakout. Um, they're tempering expectations saying, you know, don't expect 10 million people. But definitely look for her to do fairly well. Um, maybe in the first few weeks it's going to be shaky because all talk shows are. But she will definitely um, start to rise in the ratings as people discover her and discover that she's actually pretty good. Um, NBC's investing a lot of money um, in advertising in advertisements. Um, I'm hearing that launch week, um, just like Harry Connick Jr. did a few years back, she'll be going on different talk shows and talking, specifically Ellen. And I'm hearing that they're trying to get Ellen to be one of Kelly Clarkson's first guests. Um, I, there's also a rumor that they're, that they're trying to lure Paula Abdul um, to make an appearance on the show, either as a performer or as someone who's going to sit down and talk with Kelly. Those are just two rumors right now. Um, I've not heard anything solid, or at least solid enough to feel comfortable with, with stating it as a fact. But that's going to do it for today. I hope you guys really enjoyed um, this trip down Upfront Lane. And a little bit of behind-the-scenes drama within the TV industry. And as always, I want to say thank you guys so much for listening. Um, You make what I do worthwhile. And until next time, cheers. Cheers.